When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis, a charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me. Those eastern winters, Sing, I Alice. endure them. Sorry. Every year I Come on, you love this song. I don't know the words to this well enough, Shana. I feel. I spend in Arizona. And Yom Kippur way down in Mississippi But in December there's just one place for me Bop around a little bit California Some people can see I'll be lighting swaying. my menorah <laughs> Like a baby in his cradle I'll be playing with my dreidel Spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica by the sea Here we go, Tom Lehrer spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica Happy Hanukkah to everybody out there. Yeah, we missed the first couple days, I think, right? Well, wasn't the first day of Hanukkah Sunday? I guess it was. I guess it was. Yeah. Um, any Hanukkah musings you have? I like the Maccabees. What is that? That's uh, what's being commemorated in Hanukkah is the Maccabean Revolt. Who is the Maccabee? Uh, the uh, people revolting against... Declaring independence again under uh, Judas Maccabeus, like no, nothing, nothing's the well. You can the just oil keep saying the, words, Alice, without condescending. The, the to oil me. in the temple for eight days. Do you have anything in the file on the what Hanukkah's about? It's Christmas people, Christmas for Jewish people. No, uh, that's all I have. It's the rededication of the temple. After they after they overthrew the foreign empire that desecrated the temple, they rededicated the temple and they didn't have enough oil to light the lamps. But miraculously, the oil lasted for eight days. Which is why we light eight candles. Mm-hmm. And oh. why you eat foods with oil. Uh, See? Get it? No? Foods with oil? Yeah, like latkes. I don't didn't know that. What do you mean foods? With, a latke is a little... Uh, it's fried in oil. Oh, I see. So is that happen in every... Are you Jewish? No. Is that happening? Just... Wow, don't scoff at it, Alice. <laughs> People are allowed to be Jewish. Wow, People this, are allowed new, to be Jewish. This is a new side of you. I'm just surprised that uh, you don't know anything mm. about being Jewish. I am i don't know anything. Uh, I know about menorahs. Okay. And I know um, uh, mezuzah. You know what a mezuzah is? I'm not sure. Is that the wedding thing? I don't know. No, a mezuzah is... Um, it's a... It's a little ornament that you put next to your door to ward away spirits. Oh, yes. I think it's a yes. mezuzah. That's a mezuzah, right? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. And I think Kamala Harris and Doug Emhoff are the first uh, second couple to have a mezuzah on the, yeah. on the official well, place Phil- because Doug Emhoff is You know is Phyllis. Jewish. Right. I uh, just... Phyllis and Murray. Yes. Our family friends mm-hmm. uh, who are Jewish, they gave my dad a mezuzah. Oh. I wonder where that mezuzah is. I'd, I'd put it up. I, I, I don't know if we have to be 
given one directly, though. I don't know the rules. It's probably cultural appropriation. Is it? Is it? I mean, not allowed to. Isn't well, I don't think we're. Well, maybe if a Jewish person gives you a mezuzah, but I don't think you should just go out and get one and put one up like you're Jewish. Oh, okay. So we'll have to be. If anybody's out there, you know, I think that's probably to weigh in. (sighs) Send Tom a mezuzah. (laughs) We actually, I culturally appropriated for two years at Austin Prep as a non-Catholic. I went up and I did all. I said all the things and got the uh, wafer. And the wine? Yeah, that's not allowed unless you're baptized Catholic. I know. I know. I didn't care. And one time I remember one of the priests saying, if anybody here is not Catholic, perhaps you'd like to rethink your attendance. <laughs> yeah, they, but they didn't turn you away? They didn't turn me away. I did all the things. I, I, I think maybe a couple things I didn't do. A couple of things. I don't know. All the real, the real hardcore stuff. I mean, anything I didn't know I didn't do. But I, I think I went up for communion because why not? They give you something, right? <laughs> Uh, that's probably yeah that's pretty offensive to catholics you know it's even more offensive to catholics one one time me and my friend john when we were we were on a cruise my mother used to get these cruises and we'd go on them and as 15 year olds get very drunk and try and fail to meet ladies who all of them scoffed at us Mm -hmm. john was hungry and and he's catholic okay and I didn't do this. He's not like your friend John isn't like Catholic. No, oh no, but practicing. No, but he grew up Catholic. He went to Catholic um, private school, uh, elementary school. Okay. But uh, so we um in the cruise ship they have a a chapel. Okay. And we went in there one day, and John, jerk, he is. John found a box of the wafers, and ate them as a snack. I did not do anything. I did not eat any holy wafers. Believe me. <laughs> He's a jerk. <sighs> That's only only uh, uh, church crime. I was involved in one church crime. Would you like me to tell you about it? Sure. It was also against a Catholic place. In about 1986, I, I, I visited a friend of mine in Winchester who lived on the other side of town, near Lexington, near St. Eulalia's, mm-hmm. kind of near Arlington, Lexington. And it was... I carried my guitar or whatever, and he had stuff at his house. And I was walking back home across Winchester. That was miles. I was in, I was in the exact opposite part of town. And I was dying in the sun. The sun was beating down on me so much that I was dying. Um, and I went into St. Eulalia's, and I was, I, was, I was seriously dehydrating. I, was, I had a problem. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would have I ingested pond water if I could have. Mm-hmm. And I went into some, I assume, one of the priest's offices mm-hmm. and um, stole a Coke from the refrigerator, a can of Coke. It saved my life. That's called Providence or Providence. Pro- providence? Providence. Yes, it's called Providence. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to be able to be a hide your condescending <laughs> Providence uh, is ways the origin to... of something. Well, no, it was Providence. It's It shows that there was intervention from God to... Mm-hmm. You are like David with the showbread in the temple, honey. Right, exactly, which used mm-hmm. to be manna or unleavened bread to you. No, that's all. That's several different things are happening there, but that's okay. Good. You have some references, even you if see? they're floating around unmoored in your brain to any particular <sighs> biblical references. They're just sort of words that are that you know have something to do with people's religions. I think but. I nailed it. I think I'm sensing jealousy from you. I want to give a shout out, Alice. Let's start with good news today on the political front. Mm-hmm. Who knew the World Tennis Association? Seriously, the cojones the size of tennis balls. The World Tennis Association suspends all tournaments in China due to Peng Shui affair, an official says. That is remarkable. It's pretty amazing. You no, know, you don't see anybody. Them and Enos Cantor are the only two people who say anything against the Chinese. I mean, that right. is that is just 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 great news. It's it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you kind of hope. Wouldn't it be great if it started a trend? Yeah, if there started to be like more groups and people who were who were standing up to this, or if it signaled, maybe it's signaling some broader shift. And you know, maybe maybe I'm not the only one that was radicalized on China by COVID, right? To say, wait a minute, 
we can't trust this country. We can't work with this country. They're committing human rights abuses. They're disappearing people. This is not acceptable. And we have to stop treating them as a normal nation. Like, I would think that I'm not the only person in America who's started to uh, empathize with that position more since the coronavirus pandemic, right? And so, you know, maybe they're responding to a little bit of a cultural shift where before the support was there for the NBA players and the movie stars and everybody to say, no, 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 China, you're great, you're wonderful, we love you. And, you know, maybe there is starting to be some kind of a, like, popular opinion shift that, that means that that there will be more groups that stand up to China because really whether or not the World Tennis Association or the NBA or whoever stands up to China is about whether the American people care about it because even though obviously the Chinese market is very, very big, you know, the American market is still ultimately, uh, I think, more powerful in terms of pop culture influence. So, you know, like I think that I don't think John Cena would be apologizing to China for calling Taiwan a country if he thought that would hurt his popularity in the United States. You know, I think that he thinks that apologizing to China helps his popularity in China and nobody mm -hmm. in the United States cares. So right, it's well, fine. But I think that if it were a trade-off between people in the United States being upset about it and people in China being upset about it, I think ultimately he would probably care more about upsetting people in the United States. So, yeah, and I also wonder why, if maybe with tennis, the – so China's got the most pro-tennis players. 22% of all tennis players come from the country. But the U.S. has 20%, and India has 10%. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it has to do with – that. It's part of the problem is, is that you're, the heat is on 100,000 degrees, and so we can't open that window. Right? Can you wait till the camera moves and then open that window? there that's why alice's um full hvac <laughs> unit that that you're hearing is is spewing um into the thing because alice works in a cold room now so, which doesn't have uh heat so she then floods the rest of the house with heat hoping it'll it'll ooze into her room <laughs> and it so, doesn't work i'm still cold yeah, so right she, now 60 but... degrees in the room she works and for the rest of us, it's 140 degrees. <laughs> it's not true. It's like 65 or something. By the way, doesn't your room have a... It does. Right. I don't know why but it's like, not going like, there. Like, yes, like because we, we Shaddix, splurged on central heating and central AC. And what we got was central AC and heating that don't work. Because why would it work? I mean, they. I think they work pretty well. I just... I don't know. Maybe I need to replace a filter. I'll do that next, okay? After oh, the, the filter. Right I got to clean show. my CPAP too, Alice, because I'm getting. Right after the uh, show, I'll replace again. the filter and I'll see if that helps because that can hurt the if the filter is getting um, dirty, it can mm. hurt like how much it's able to pull in. So then it can blow out with less force. So well, maybe that blown out fine right up in here. Well, but maybe it's not enough force to reach my room if my room's on the end of the. Oh, I see. Thing. Do you know what I mean? I see. Just a guess. I don't really know, but I'll try replacing the filter and see if that helps. So maybe we should make. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I do wonder if, if if where these where the markets are in for tennis has something to do with being able to stand up against China. Even though China's paws are pretty much into everything these days, <sighs> mm -hmm. but that's a bit of good news, and yep. we like that, and that's um, fun, and that is positive. Meanwhile, down at the White House, more of the same. Oh man, you know what? Sometimes I think that. That that Peter Ducey asks questions the way he does because it puts Jen Psaki on display. And right now, at a time when she thinks that she's dunking, it makes her look... She thinks she's dunking on Trump or on Republicans, etc. But her lack of... Her inability or unwillingness to embrace the question or issue at hand that's posed mm -hmm. to her shows her that her priorities are to dunk rather than acknowledge the realities that Americans are dealing with. Right. So this one is a tough one that Ducey gave her uh, here today. This is a tough one. But still, if you have her job, you figure you'd be able to answer it without doing this. A lot of talk about the first Trump-Biden debate today. But at the second one, in 2020, when roughly 220,000 Americans had already died of COVID, 
Joe Biden said about Trump, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Is that still the standard now that more Americans have died under President Biden than President Trump? Well, I think the fundamental question here is what are you doing to save lives and protect people? Is, is that the fundamental question? Uh, no, because that's no. not what Biden said it was. Biden said it was how many people died. Right. The fundamental question is not what are you doing to save lives. The fundamental question is saving lives. Right. That's it. That's all that matters is it saving lives. The no, people don't aim die. for effort, Thomas. No, but it is interesting that the the she it, that is actually a bit of transparency mm-hmm. because signaling is what counts. Right. So this so now because seven people have a cold in South Africa. We are now cutting off travel, which is killing South Africa, by the way, and killing other nations in Africa. Um, we're cutting off travel, and we're uh, Biden um, tomorrow is going to unveil he's all sorts of new COVID measures. He's really showing, doing things, making things work in action. Here we are. Look at us in action. So that's what they are. So they're going to. He's going to perform in a uh, interpretive dance. The COVID success dance. Yeah, because to him, success is I mandated things and I yelled at people Mm -hmm. and I told them all to wear masks and and not, you know, whether or not people die of COVID. Exactly. So, which is absurd because they railed on Trump and blamed Trump for every single COVID death that happened on his watch and claimed that it was because he did X, Y, and Z, but... You know, at the end of the day, it's not clear that anything they would have done would have helped there be any fewer COVID deaths. Uh, that's right. And the former president was suggesting people inject bleach. He apparently reportedly didn't even share with people he was going to interact with that he had tested positive for COVID himself. He continued. First of all, I saw that story come out. Didn't we all know? We all knew po- that he did test positive, right. and then he subsequently tested negative after that, so they assumed it was a false positive. Right. That's what happened. They didn't test positive and then just go show up at the debate. He tested positive, they did another test, and that was negative, and he was like, okay, I guess I'm good to debate, I don't feel sick, right? Right, it, which is why it, it, to even think it's a thing is dumb, because Mark Meadows wouldn't put a hit piece in his book about Trump, he's right. still his guy to provide a forum for misinformation which probably led to people not getting uh not taking steps forward to get to protect themselves to wear a mask to eventually get vaccinated the masks uh we don't know that that does anything i do know a couple of people who said don't get vaccinated i know that Mm -hmm. trump didn't say don't get vaccinated i know biden said don't get vaccinated and harris said don't get vaccinated trump also didn't say to drink bleach yeah, no, that's another one, like the very right. fine people thing that's just totally been fabricated or like the giving orders to the Proud Boys and refusing to denounce white supremacy. It's just a made up thing. Right. So you can't, I mean, like, first of all, even if he told people to inject bleach, you know, apparently it didn't cause that many COVID deaths because Biden didn't do that and more people died. So, you know, it seems like that didn't have a big impact either way, but also it just didn't happen. So that's a probably an even bigger problem with the right. statement. And I, and I just saw, I was just going through it, and I just saw Time Magazine wrote a thing said that said um, uh, poisonings have increased 120% in April since Trump said to drink bleach. <clears throat> poisonings by what? It doesn't matter. I think you know what didn't happen in April and uh, wasn't about anything else. This president has made the vaccine widely available. He's relied on the health. That's a, that's a nice slippery word there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This president has made the vaccine widely available. Yeah, it's almost like Trump made it happen with Operation Warp Speed and then, right, yeah, but and then was, had the contracts right. to get it in progress. And it all happened on the exact timeline that Trump said it would happen. Trump said every American would have a vaccine by April and every American had a vaccine by April, even though Biden and all of them were saying it wouldn't happen. I also thought it was kind of interesting the other day, like when we were talking about the Fauci stuff. Now Fauci's like, well, I did the vaccine and I talked to Moderna because we'd already been talking to them about mRNA technology. Well... Is the Moderna vaccine the one that's approved for everybody right now? Because I'm pretty sure the Pfizer one's more widely approved for more people, which is like, which is not the Moderna one, even though it's also mRNA. But it is interesting to watch Fauci take credit for the good stuff and not the issue the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, well, listen again to what she says. This is. Uh, taking steps forward to get to protect themselves, to wear a mask, to eventually get vaccinated. This president has made the vaccine widely available. He's relied on the... 
that is not on with your bullet point of massive successes. That's not what that one was supposed to be. Right. That this president made a vaccine widely available. What was it supposed to be? He got everybody vaccinated. Exactly. Like he said he was going to. Absolutely. Health, uh, the advice of his health and medical experts, and he is trying to be a part of solving this crisis, getting the pandemic under control. And health I- and medical experts who are now about to ratchet back. Fauci is saying we could definitely have lockdowns again. Biden's and we might not have lockdowns. We'll see. It's like it, the health. There's no. It is it disarray. These people are no longer consistent with each other. They're no longer synchronized. These people. Biden and Fauci and, and Rochelle Walensky and they... Uh, well, yeah, because the irony is that all this is going on with them needing to... Saying that they're going to need new lockdowns and Omicron being detected in California. Let me tell you something. There's already Omicron everywhere. We It's all here already. Okay, there's probably hundreds of people that have it. And if they don't, it's because it doesn't spread as effectively as Delta. And that's still what people have. You know, like the most recent surveillance numbers I've seen show that it's like still all Delta because the northern states haven't really had a Delta surge the way the South did. So anyway, the point being that that they're all out here messaging that we're going to have to lock down because Omicron variant and Jen Psaki is in here declaring success because Biden did all the right things. Well, here's the thing, Jen, and Peter Ducey's point is that all the things didn't work. So maybe Trump was right not to have done all the right. things because maybe doing all the things is stupid and a waste of everybody's time. Right. Trump's messaging was terrible, especially I watched him do the I, I the, the ingest uh, stuff thing with mm-hmm. Burke sitting there. And that was stupid to, to be to be spitballing in front of everybody saying, oh, what if we do this and then we could shine a light? It was idiotic. Mm-hmm. But the stuff was getting done. These guys can do the performative part fine. Great. They can throw their people out there all over the place and talk about masking and do that. That part mm-hmm. they do great. The messaging they do, well, great. It's not effective, but they can do it. They can go through the motions. Uh, but getting the things done, they're not doing. Well, and it's funny because they like to pretend that they are like all for the vaccine. And like, even if Trump was president, they would have been all for the vaccine. But the only reason they're all for the vaccine now is because Trump is gone. And now they've declared it Biden's vaccine. Right. So... You know, if if Trump had been reelected, everybody would have the exact opposite positions of what they have today. Right. Right. Like all the lefties would be saying you can't trust the vaccine and it's not trustworthy. And how dare Trump do mandates to mandate nurses get the vaccine or whatever. You know, they'd be mad about that stuff and resisting the vaccine and protesting and whatever else. I think that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. This is more of a religious venture for many, many people. Definitely. Uh Here's another thing, and I don't know, I guess, is Jerome Powell, is the Fed chair technically part of the administration? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. We'll call it that Yeah. for our means here. Well, here's another thing that's a little bit disquieting. This is him mm-hmm. speaking, uh, he's dealing with the Senate uh, Finance Committee today. Uh, Senator Toomey asked him a question. How long does inflation have to run above your target? before the Fed decides maybe it's not so transitory? Well, um, first of all, the, the, the test that we've articulated, I think, clearly has been met now. Uh, you know, you, you're absolutely right. Inflation has run well above 2% for long enough that uh, if you look back a few years, inflation averages 2%. So I think, I think we can say that that, that is t- it was not the case going into this episode. It have been many years since we had inflation at 2%. Um, so I think the word transitory has different meanings to different people. To, to wait, wait, wait. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Different meanings to different people. It meant temporary. It meant... Well, and also, isn't that the question that they're asking? Is when are you going to say that, no, this isn't temporary? When right. is when is When are you going to declare that this isn't transitory? Right. So... Isn't the the question essentially what's your definition of transitory here? Right. So when we ask the administration, what about this inflation? They say, no, it's transitory. In other words, it's benign. Don't wet it, sweat it. Mm-hmm. It's just a small bump in the road. Um, so I think the word transitory has different meanings to different people. To, to many, it carries a time, a sense of uh, of short-lived. 
we we tend yeah. to, to to that tends to be the definition of transitory actually right yeah. in fact you didn't if you had a secret definition it would have been nice <laughs> if you could have used another word maybe yeah the word that we meant when we said inflation yes. would be transitory was that we just actually meant it would be here Long for like 10 years as a matter of fact to to, to, to ha- use it to mean that it, that it won't leave a permanent mark uh, in the in the form of higher inflation i think it's it's probably a good time to retire that that uh, word and try to explain more clearly what we mean. Well, thanks. <laughs> what is it? Does he go on to no, that's explain what, no, what he means? Well, no, but he said to some people it means that it, it'll leave a mark. <clears throat> that's all I have in the cut. Uh, but we're retiring transitory. That's being retired. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Is that going to be a new hate speech where if you say transitory yes. on YouTube, they turn off your channel? Exactly. That is now a dog whistle, and you're not allowed to doing it, and uh, you're all bad people for even thinking about it. Uh, all right. I, I talked about this with my with my um, on my show today. Penn swimmer that competed as a male for three seasons is now dominating while competing as a woman. This guy is um, uh, used to be Will, whatever, is now Leah, and is kicking uh, ass at Penn, a women's track athlete uh, named, women's, oh, sorry, swimmer named Leah Thomas, who used to go by Will, was a member of the men's team and now is in a women's team. Is really just kicking ass, getting all sorts of records. Right, uh, so they went home for the pandemic and Will from the men's swim team came back and swam on the women's swim team. Right, so the, he was uh, interviewed about this as now Leah, she was interviewed as this, and he told the campus newspaper after cleaning up yeah, he's setting records. I mean, yep, he's yep. going to be he in said, the Olympics now as a woman. Sorry. He said, being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport, and being able to continue is very rewarding. Well, it's literally very <laughs> rewarding for you. It has, in fact, affected yeah. your ability to do this sport, just not negatively. Right. No, it's, of course it's very rewarding for you. Yeah, absolutely, it's very it's rewarding. extremely rewarding. Rewarding in the sense of uh, winning medals and records everywhere you go. It's unbelievable because the NCAA rule is that you just have to take hormone treatments for one year and then you can compete as the opposite sex. Which is remarkable. I talked to a woman today who's a professional at sports. She would only be anonymous. And she said that she knows at some meets that she's going to lose. She knows. it's Now it, that's the newest thing. She didn't used to ever know that for a fact. Now she knows because a bigger machine is there next to her now, a trans uh, people, and she said that she's losing endorsement deals because they're getting all the good endorsement deals now. Yeah, because they're winning all the medals yes. and accolades. And it's, really, uh, uh, it's really it's so freaking misogynist, misogynistic. I, well, but it's going to do wonders for equity on paper. Uh, Women are all right, of a sudden right, going to be just right. as good at men as uh, in, in everything. So it's going to be great. Women, you know what? I think it was probably misogyny and trans misogyny holding back women from running marathon, winning marathons against men all these years. That is about to and change. And now that trans women are allowed to compete, I look forward to uh, you know women being as good at marathons as men are. So that's going to be great. Equity is coming down the road. Thanks to trans people. I think we can all say thank you. It's going to be wonderful to watch. I hope it. I hope it. I want it to happen soon. <laughs> I want the first five um, finishers of the women's Boston Marathon all to be trans men. Big <laughs> trans honk women. and dude, whatever. The, the, whatever. The, <laughs> this, uh, you know, it's not my responsibility to memorize the new make believe. You know, it's really their responsibility if they're going to be in reality to. Um, learn to translate to me. <laughs> really? I'm serious. Uh, uh. But that is happening, and that is too bad, because uh, that sucks. Women have it it's so terrible, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, the other thing I wanted to get to very quickly. Oh, okay, so today they're about to tur- overturn Roe, Alice. Don't say anything that's going to alienate people, please. Alice? <laughs> you said not to say anything that's going to alienate people. So, I don't know. The long and the short of the story, I guess, is that um, that Mississippi has a new abortion law that they came up with in 2018 in anticipation of the fact that uh, there was going to be a new makeup on the Supreme Court. So, you know, what the standing abortion law under Roe and then under Planned Parenthood versus Casey was that states could regulate but the the parameter beyond which they couldn't regulate was the point of viability so after the baby could be born and be a baby 
then or like pre earlier than that the states can't tell a woman not to get an abortion right so and right now with current medical technology that's like 22 ish weeks right so that's the point of viability so before that the state has no right to regulate abortion that's like what what has been sort of the bright line in current case law so mississippi essentially directly challenged this and said, we're going to make the rule 15 weeks. If it looks like your pregnancy is more than 15 weeks along, then you can't get an abortion. So, and that's like clearly a direct challenge to Roe and Casey because it's clearly before the point of viability. Um, So did Roe establish any of this stuff or was that all Roe established it. Roe established like the viability thing, but then like Casey kind of upheld Roe and expanded on that I thought Roe was about privacy, privacy between a woman and a doctor. Yeah, but that was like that was where the state decided that the state like has a right to like regulate after the point of viability because then it's like another person. Right. Mm. So then like another person's life is at stake. So at that point, the state has a right to be involved. Generally, like a lot of states don't actually regulate after the point of viability. But in theory, a state could come up with a law that that said a woman couldn't get an abortion after the point of viability. And that would not violate that that sort of standard that's been around in the case law for decades now so um basically that this is the argument that's in front of the supreme court right now is this mississippi law and you know if the mississippi law succeeds uh, as it looks likely to in in being able to stay that the supreme court upholds it then that's going to be an invitation for a lot of other republican-led states to do similar things now the question is um you know do they kind of try and carve around the viability thing like what do they do do they try and uphold the law without like fully overturning roe or or do they which is like what it's based on the arguments today it's like kind of what chief justice roberts wants to do is he wants to see if they can find a way to like allow the mississippi law without fully gutting roe but it's seeming like that's going to be tough to do because he's got at least you know what did this say? Um, it, there's, you know, at least three justices that are ready to vote to, like, totally overturn Roe. And then, then you know, so you he'd have to, like, get... Who would, when you say who, he? Uh, Chief Justice Roberts okay. probably wants to do, like, a narrow, uphold the law narrowly. He so doesn't like, like to make waves. Yeah, he doesn't want to do anything. Now, the three liberal justices are kind of saying, like, no, we absolutely have to defend Roe. And they're almost, like, being threatening, like, if we do anything else, this is going to be seen as political and undermine the legitimacy of the court. So they're, like, trying to play to Roberts's fear that the court's going to be seen as political because Roberts really doesn't like the mm. court to be seen as political. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's problematic if you're Chief Justice Roberts because he doesn't want to be dealing with this you know he's pushing them to say like the thing that's at issue before us is the 15 weeks and he's saying maybe we can throw out this viability standard while like kind of keeping row and saying that there's like some right to an abortion that can't be fully messed with but it can be like a little bit regulated you know so he's trying to like punt a little bit mm-hmm. to say like maybe we can somehow allow the mississippi law without fully giving an invite to all states to do this right so but uh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Alito said the only real options we have are to reaffirm Roe or overrule it. And they're saying probably that this is from the New York Times that the three most conservative members of the court, Alito, Thomas and Gorsuch, uh, look ready to totally get rid of Roe. So Roberts would have to attract both Kavanaugh and Barrett in order to do some kind of narrow ruling because he's not going to get the liberals who want to completely keep Roe. And, you know, so I don't know. This is looking like a big deal so they're they're gonna make some decision next spring sometime june or july we'll know what's going on with that is when they'll like release the decision but it was the argument day today so that was really interesting especially the audio was available mm -hmm, and especially like sotomayor was questioning like whether fetuses can feel pain and stuff which is just like really dark she was like oh well when they react to pain isn't it just like you know when like a dead body is still twitching kind of like in response to stimuli like that's some dark 
stuff. If you're down that road, like you probably just need to reevaluate. Well, I mean, it's probably it could be progress that she's asking those questions. I mean, do you realize in this country that up until the 80s, we operated on infants without anesthetic because the doctors said that they couldn't feel pain? No. Yeah. It wasn't until 1987 that the American Academy of Pediatrics was like, um, actually, yeah, guys. Yeah. Like born living infants. They were like, Jesus. Yes. In 1987, the American Academy of Pediatrics said, like, actually, we think they do feel pain. So, like, don't do that. Did you, isn't it very evident? I am not a doctor and I know infants and I know <laughs> they, they did feel some pain. studies in the 40s where what they thought they didn't. So, you know, like, it's just. They don't always know everything, okay? Like, when they say things don't feel pain, you don't have to just believe the medical establishment because they're wrong, like, a lot. A lot, okay? You don't... <laughs> so Amy Klobuchar tweeted up, On December 1st, the fate of Roe vs. Wade lies in the Supreme Court. Again, it's time to write reproductive rights into federal law. Well, that would be the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I'd welcome that, and that, that way they'll kill the filibuster and, uh, and jam it through. Mm-hmm. And then we'll very quickly elect a totally different Congress that won't have the filibuster to contend with and can rewrite a right to life into federal law. So that will make it really easy for everybody. (laughs) And we can all move on. Uh, You know, just as far as the trolliness of it, and I know this is a serious issue, but can you imagine for women in the Women's March who have the pink pee hat Mm -hmm. that it will have been Donald Trump who overturned Roe. Yeah. Well, it is his Supreme Court. So, I mean, that's going to be the next push. They're going to overturn this and everybody's going to say it's illegitimate. I mean, this is like already what they're going with again. So like Ian Milheiser, who I forget what he is, senior correspondent at Vox. Sorry. Um, He tweeted today, it's wild that a third of the Supreme Court was appointed by a man who attempted to overthrow the U.S. government. And we just continue to let those judges hand down decisions. So this is the new line is like Donald Trump wasn't elected legitimately. He's a bad person. January 6th was mean, even though I'm pretty sure January 6th was after all the Supreme Court justices. Am I incorrect about that? Or did he appoint any justices after January 6th? So, but he's illegitimate. He's bad. He's mean. So his Supreme Court justices shouldn't count and we shouldn't let them, quote unquote, Ian Milheiser. I'm not sure what what we're supposed to interpret let them to mean, like what his big plan is to not let them hand down decisions. But, you know, th- this is going to be the line on the left once this decision comes down, probably not favorably to Roe versus Wade. But I mean, I don't understand why... Like, so say they do fail to pass them something through Congress. You know, why shouldn't the states get to regulate abortion on their own? If you want to live in a state that has no right to abortion, then you can live in a state that has no right to abortion. I don't know. I would rather I'd rather listen to a good Catholic on the matter, obviously, who would, it's got to be, I assume, pro-life. Actually, the Supreme Court heard that uh, abortion be today, the justices signaled that they are uh, on the verge of major changes to abortion law in the United States. Do you have any plans to... What is your reaction to that? First of all, I haven't, uh, I I didn't see any of the debate today, uh, the the presentation today. And uh, I support Roe v. Wade. I think it's a rational position to take. And uh, and I continue to support it. There you go. Good Catholic. So when are they going to stop denying him communion? Speaking of denying people communion. It's interesting. Listen to this. Listen to this, Alice. Uh, the, the the wording of the New York Times, breaking news, the Supreme Court seems poised to uphold Mississippi's law, which bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, after hearing arguments on Wednesday. But the court's conservative majority appeared split about overruling Roe v. Wade entirely. Seems poised. You get that, mm. John Roberts? We see you seeming poised. <laughs> well, there's not going to be much he can do about it because there's five other justices besides him. That are conservative. So, you know, and that leaves Kavanaugh. Like, maybe if Kavanaugh and Roberts both joined with all three liberals to do something that would, like, totally shoot down the law, they'd be able to do something. But the three liberals don't seem ready to compromise on this. So, I mean, it remains to be seen. I don't know. I don't know what Kavanaugh's, like, thing is on abortion. He's never seemed that, like, radically Mm -hmm. socially conservative to me. But maybe he is. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, no, I just read angry tweets about him. The guy who blackout, a drunk, assaulted woman mm-hmm. gets to take oh, away right. their, you know. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, that's... There's, yeah, aren't there things about how, like, there's at least two Supreme Court justices credibly accused of sexual assault? Yes. Okay. Hey, and so my other thing is this. I had a caller today. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the Cuomo brothers, obviously the Cuomo guys, the, the, the punk sort of. And he got onto the subject that Mario Cuomo was almost, was close to almost being president or was in contention. Mm-hmm. Liberals liked him. And that, and that, um, and that Andrew Cuomo was really a superstar. Last, you can drink when the camera's on you, Alice. I do. Okay, good. But why do you look at the camera then? I just like to see what's going on and make sure that everything's oh. working. Sometimes it freezes. There's all kinds of stuff. I do look at the camera because I'm the video producer yes, but here. You, I have you to look make at the sure camera right before work. you take a sip. I don't. Th- Sometimes I drink on camera, okay? It's not <laughs> it's not all about that. You get some no. Okay, so but but here's so a caller called up and he said the reason essentially he said that America will never elect an Italian president. Hmm. He said they'll never elect an Italian president. He said part of it was that most Italians were Catholic and that was problematic for a lot of Italians. More now up to two Catholic presidents, right? Right. And he also said that Americans just aren't essentially comfortable. The brand of Italians is not great in the country. And Americans didn't want, wouldn't, an Italian president would not be elected. What's your take on that? And he said DeSantis is, has his stuff together, is good, whatever. But he said he'll fall into the same trap uh, because, because he's an Italian. He did, you know, you know, DeSantis. There's that picture of DeSantis with hanging out with college girls when he was a teacher. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I think part of the point. Did we even firmly establish that it even is DeSantis? Uh, it looks like him, but he's in a room with college girls. It, you're allowed to be in a room with him. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that um, is that I think Tucker was saying it last night, right? Mm-hmm. That like Chris Cuomo is is all done because. His brand of meathead, macho meathead, those that brand of that kind of man, white macho meathead, mm-hmm. that guy is canceled. Like that brand is, they are not. I don't think it is canceled. I think that's you think progressives own- have a have a space for that now. White macho meathead. Well, progressives, who says, I mean, maybe progressives won't elect an Italian president, but, well, but there's other people in the country besides progressives. No, I'm saying... I, know, I think so, that no, no, a lot no, of people... Just, 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 but wait, I'm going to something? CNN, I'm going to Chris okay. Cuomo on CNN, I'm not okay. talking about being president. Okay. And so, like, his kind of person is, he's got no intersectional points, mm-hmm. and he's he's very masculine, toxic masculinity, he's very, you know, I'll throw you down the bleeping stairs thing, <laughs> right? So maybe that is something. I mean, I think chicks like that, though. Not many chicks who went to the hat with the hat on. I think a lot of women tuned in to watch Andrew Cuomo because he is like a man's man kind of guy. I mean, like, do you remember the speculation about if he had nipple rings? Like, I, and that was mainstream with people who were like pro women's march. Well, it wasn't like, that to me. That was a big a daddy issue thing. <laughs> or, 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 oh my god, he'll feel the void that my daddy didn't have. But, but I mean, that's like a man's man thing. Like, I don't think women want to vote for wussy men. Like, I mean, do, do people like in the Beto yes. mold ever do well ever Maybe in Jimmy politics? Carter. Maybe Jimmy Carter. But that was a special circumstance, certainly. Uh, but I mean, even Biden, like, has like a tough guy thing happening. I mean, it's like really cringy now that he's like 100 years old and can't remember what he's supposed to be saying. But, but he like definitely has that same macho thing happening like i mean i right. i almost think that like a male politician who doesn't have at least some like a dash of that like can't get elected hmm. well i guess it really hasn't happened um and here's another i mean thing. like people like to elect men to lead them right in general well so here's my or women who have like right. masculine leadership so, okay qualities. so you don't think that the brand of the italian american is is 
bad. No. I no. think so. I agree. I think. It's, I mean, I think in some ways Trump was kind of a precursor kind of. to the he first was. Italian president. He was. Sap wrote a, a, a Herald column. I'm reading about this right now. Reading it right now. Bay State, uh, Sap, uh, Bay State for Donald Trump has Italian accent. Hmm. It's true. They a bunch. Uh, yeah, Trump but is remember Italian. how like didn't He's people Italian. used to say that about like Clinton and and black voters or whatever that like Clinton was like the first black president sort of right, which is like impossible to imagine progressives saying anything like that now because it's so incredible that that got said, but it did. Like I almost wondered if I was remembering wrong, but people said Clinton would be the first black president in the same way Clinton was the first black president, Trump was the first Italian president. Right, but I see that. I see that, and then the color I had, I, I mentioned that. Said yeah because he's a Brooklyn real estate New York guy and that's absolutely with flashy right. taste who likes flashy women taste, <laughs> who likes women. By the way, I think I saw that the the childhood vaccination rate in uh, Melrose is really high. It's like sixty five percent of like mm-hmm. little and kids. And Saugus, it's like eleven. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Saugus is, is chock full of Italians. So just so you know, they have like the only Republican state rep elected like inside of I ninety five. Exactly. <laughs> it, by the way, an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but and um, they also have. If you want, if you're not from Massachusetts and you want to see a lot of uh, fountains. And stone sculptures. Uh, go to Saugus, Massachusetts, and you will do just fine there. You will see it. Um, I will not say anything more. Well, also, could Route 1 happen anywhere else in America? With, like, the way it used to be, with the full-on, like, Leaning Tower of Pisa and the ship and, like... <laughs> like, the giant cactus restaurant that's, like, the biggest restaurant in America. You're that's right, the but... biggest restaurant in terms of number of seats in America. You know, that cactus Was restaurant it really? used to be. That's yeah. That's the... Um... The, yeah. Oh, so we can't know. That's the Steakhouse. Hilltop, Hilltop, Hilltop Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yeah. Right. So Frank Yes. Mm-hmm. Another Italian. Well, my feeling is this. My feeling is, and this is going to sound like we're hitting a thousand stereotypes. Certainly, the Italian culture is in Western culture is cherished from um um what's it, Vincent D'Onofrio? The, who's the guy who made the helicopter before everybody else did? Had the person, Leonardo had da the Vinci doing jumping jacks. Leonardo da yeah. Vinci. Le- Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Right. Leonardo da Vinci. Um. Uh, um. Enrico Fermi. Uh, he's Italian, right? Probably. Uh, Galileo was Italian. There's all. Mm-hmm. It's rich in culture. Christopher in, Columbus. Yes, yeah. Christopher I Columbus. mean, like. Yeah. But you not have only Venice, that. and you have the Sistine Chapel, and you yes, have like you, the you, entire Renaissance. Yes. You basically. can't in Western like, culture. You can't. It, the influence is absolutely right there. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, just as Americans, and I, I know this this might seem like a slur, pizza is by far the favorite food for Americans. Absolutely. And it is mostly because it's freaking awesome. It's got all the best stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. And Italians cook like nobody's freaking business. I've mentioned before that, that my grandmother is from Quebec, and and her... The, her, my grandfather was from northern Vermont. They settled in northern northern Vermont, and they it was the town was full of Italians because there were a lot many of them were in the granite business, and Vermont had a lot of granite quarries. And so, some of the best food that my grandmother would make, although she did make a good pot roast, were Italian dishes that she got from her friends, her friends named Helen Ambrosini, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, the cuisine. Americans like Italians in in films. I mean, people uh, the the great boxers, the great uh, athletes. Italians uh, tend to be it runs the gamut, but would probably place in the top five of good looking people on the earth. Probably mm-hmm. there are millions. I mean, there's good looking people everywhere, but Italian, a dark skin, dark hair. Um, the men are handsome. The women are 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 beautiful and. They're, Italian Americans, I've found, are incredibly hospitable. Incredibly, mm-hmm. they sit you down, they ply you with drinks and food and conversation. Uh, and like the, I just think of the brand of Italian in America is is really good. As a matter of fact, well, that's why they've been trying to wreck it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like with the Columbus stuff and the mafia stuff and everything else, right? Like they're yeah. trying to undermine Italianness as a thing, right? 
yeah. trying to ruin Italian American culture and make Italians out to be a bunch of jerks and bigots mm-hmm. and idiots and all that stuff. Like, and you know, like I think that with progressives, it has sort of been effective because it's part of the general campaign of undermining Western civilization. Right. Because there's so much of Western civilization for which Italians are responsible. You know, like you were pointing out, so you can't you can't get very far with saying that Western civilization is just a bunch of stupid, bigoted old white men unless you're prepared to throw the Italians under the bust with them because you can't you know you you can't just blame the wasps and have <laughs> have the whole peninsula of italy just sitting there undermining your whole narrative you know like i'm glad you mentioned that alice because I, I another caller i had great callers that he said as far as president goes no they're not going to be an italian and the wasps still run everything the presidency belongs to the wasps so i said well, wait a second so many of these people weren't wasps. Andrew Carnegie came here. He wasn't a wasp. Uh, you know, this uh, Biden is a Catholic. Obama was not a wasp. He said, nope, yep, he was controlled by wasps. <laughs> I want to know. I believe that I would, that my people came on a wooden ship. I don't know if I have to join the, uh, um, the, um, the what's that called? Daughters we, of the American Revolution. No, Alice, I'm me. a man. No, but that's for me. Yeah, what do you have no, to join? No, I, I have to join the thing Free where Freemasons? Yes, I guess... Is that when I when I get in on this cool club of cool stuff that that I get? But <laughs> your wasp club, privilege welcome points. Welcome to the club. Your alternate life with your uh, real estate and cool car, et cetera, is over here, Tom. Welcome. You're <laughs> I'd like to hear that. I don't know. I get the feeling that uh, I don't believe that that's true necessarily. Jeff Bezos is not a wasp, and he's doing pretty pretty well. Is Elon Elon Musk might be a wasp? Is South African wasp? I guess it is. They're Denmark, uh, Dutch, uh, isn't it? Dutch is that? But is that is that um, Anglo-Saxon? I think Anglo-Saxon has to be up in the islands. Maybe that's right? maybe Dutch is Nordic. I don't really know. Oh, I don't know. I resent it that there's even there's even a thing. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening, including all you Italians out there. We appreciate yes. you. We love you. And um, and our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah as well to you. You can correct us on all the things we got wrong today. Please do. The Maccabees. We welcome it. I celebrate. <laughs> we welcome it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com and facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. You can email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.